Hello and welcome to IEEE Soft Robotics Podcast. In this podcast, we are going to interview researchers from Pulse Academia and Industry about their work, thoughts, spectrum, and more beyond that. This is Marwa Edwini, and I hope you will find this podcast useful. If you would like to connect with us, simply send us, and we will be happy to hear from you. And here is my interview. Thanks. Hello and welcome to IEEE Soft Robotics Podcast. Could you please introduce yourself? Hi, uh, hi everyone. Uh, I'm Jayin. So currently, I'm a assistant professor in the mechanical and aerospace engineering at North Carolina State University. So I joined uh, NC State last fall. So before that, I was a faculty in mechanical engineering department like at the Temple University in Philadelphia. So I got my PhD degree in engineering mechanics. So from Columbia University in New York City. Uh, my group's kind of research focuses on soft robotics, uh, mechanical matter materials, and also multifunctional materials. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, I would like to ask you, firstly, what's the first robot you built? And if you remember, what the feeling you had when you built the first robot? Well, this is a, this is a good question, actually. <laughs> so I think that, that brings back my memory, you know, when I was a, a child child right mm. so i think the first robot that's that's what i call it is a, like a human it's a, a soft candy robot so i just uh, make loose candy collect together right mm. so you have the head you have the arm you have legs and then just uh, switch and to work uh, um, on the table so yeah that, that happened right so that's also called maybe it's also called a soft robot right? so i so the feeling is that actually is feeling very sweet because the mm. candy are sweet, right? I just, uh, I think, okay, mm. maybe I can make a robot and a soft robot, and then I can just uh, eat them. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very sweet. Yeah. So I would like to ask you, since you already lately, you have developed uh, with your team uh, the f- fastest soft robot. But before going to this uh, interesting project, I would like to ask you, from your expertise, how do you define soft robotics, firstly? Yeah, so you will see, right? So my background actually is um, mechanics materials and those structures. Mm. So when I define soft robots, I would define, define soft robots in terms of degree freedom. So that means, so compared to rigid robots, right? So it has uh, only single single degree freedom. Actually, for soft robots, they can have uh, infinity number of degree freedom in terms of deformation and also in terms of actuations. So, so, so to me, soft robots is a, it's run like a deformable structures with a number of degree freedoms. Mm-hmm. So if I ask you also, while you work in soft robotics, what is the most important questions should be considered? Yeah, um, yeah, this is a good question. So for me, right, so I know that uh, soft robots is a rather multidisciplinary area, right? So to me, as a, mechanic, uh, as a mechanics research, you know, researchers, so I think the most important questions is the fundamental questions. For me, it's like, so how, how can we precisely control or predict the deformation of that soft body when they move? So that means when it's under actuations, so basically, to answer this question, you're going to rely on developing the ratio models and also and based on that to predict that deformation with time and also with interaction with the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know, for the autonomous, for these kind yeah. of antenna software ones, right? So, yeah. the, so the bottleneck is, is, is the, I would say is, is the power. Yeah. 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 Right? Absolutely. So see, right. Power, that's, that's really, that's the most important thing. That's power. Because if you can carry your power, mm. everything going to be become autonomous. So if I ask you, what is the most inspiring living creature that inspires you in your researches of robotics or material science? Yeah, that's good. So I, I want to see the first example. So first inspiring uh, the creature for me is uh, uh, cephalopods. So that's a, it's a sea animal, right? So like octopus or squid, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you have seen like, uh, you know, on YouTube, there's a video about a cephalopods. So it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing because uh, it's a camouflage. You mm -hmm. can, they, they can expand their volumes, you know, very quickly, right? So they can, they can change their colors, right? They can swim, they can, they can swim very fast. Also they can, grasp you know those kind of suckers i like grasp any you know things right that's that's very fantastic actually mm -hmm. so yeah the, the the other thing is the whole body is is soft there's no skeleton so not like our humans right so that means they can shrink their size and then they can escape for example escape from very narrow space mm -hmm. yeah so I'm curious to ask you if you can tell more about what is the exciting part of software robotics you're working on right now, or what your research interest recently for software robotics? I'm, I, I will see, right? So to be honest, I'm a new to this field of software robotics. Also the, the field of software robotics is also very new, right? So maybe yeah. only 10 years old. Um, so I, I entered this areas, I think since 2013. 2014, around 2014, mm -hmm. when I started my independent career at the Temple University. Um, so, so my 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 uh, my ideas for software robots is okay. So, how can I use mechanics to guide the design of soft robots, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, so the we have made some progress, you know, in soft robots. The recent, the most recent uh, uh, product or prototype we have developed in my lab is uh, we call it a uh, Galloping soft robots. So this soft robot is uh, by inspired by the, uh, the you know the cheetahs, right? Mm -hmm. So the cheetah is the fastest land animals. So the the secret, one of the secret for the high high speed, right? The fastest speed of a cheetah is because they have a flexible spine, right? So we by inspired the flex spine, flexible spine in the cheetah. We have a developer. Uh, we call it is a galloping, right? So it's a galloping uh, soft robot, so yeah. they can they can jump off the table, right, and they jump off the ground and they extend their extend their body to the to a larger stride length, and then so that's why they can run fast. So the mechanism there where we utilize the uh, we call it the by stability. So it's kind of like a uh, switch between two stable states. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting project and it's kind of new generation of soft robotics. But I'm curious to ask you because um, we see that it's at low like, actuation frequency, still yes. you have uh, um, the velocity is so much faster three times. And, yes. and that's so interesting because, for example, since you have the expertise in material science as mm -hmm. well, 
we've mm-hmm. witnessed that, for example, in, for example, smart material like ionic conductive polymer or any class of this material, still we have a challenge for reducing enough force and high velocity. So I think that's yes. something completely new. Uh, or maybe you, it's, it's maybe, I can't maybe understand how at low frequency you, you still get high, high speed, how this can achieved. Yeah, this this is really this is a very very good question actually. So if you take a look, right? So if you take a look at, uh, at the cheetahs, right? Yeah. So he so cheetahs runs at a very fast speed, but the energy cost is very low. So I think you know the the reason is because definitely they have very effective you know muscle skeleton system, right? So now actually biased by this uh, this kind of uh, design, the spine design here. So we are utilize, you know, we are utilize the bistable spine. So definitely cheetah is not a bistable spine, right? So but ours will have a bistable spine. So the spine is like a, it, 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 the spine here is like a, just a rigid links, you know, collapse through the springs. So mm-hmm. you have a pretension spring. So the spring can store the pre-store the energy. And then the spring, the, the, you know, the, the bend up and down, right? So the movement of the spine is driven by the pneumatic, by the traditional conventional soft pneumatic bending actuators, right? So then that means when you pump air in and out, right? So it can drive the, uh, drive the bicycle spine to, you know, to snap through to the other state. So that means you're gonna bend up and then when you put the, get a low frequency, right? So, so you, can, you can very quickly mm-hmm. do you know, to release the energies. So that's the, that's the secret for the for this design. So mm-hmm. I I agree with you. You know, for for the soft robots, right? So the the bottleneck for the soft robots is small force and also slow response, right? Yeah. So the small force is easy to understand because soft robots are all made of softer materials. It's so soft, right? It compliance. Mm. So that means the force, the force they can generate is small. Right. Also, the response is slow because you know the normally the materials they need to deform, right, and then to drive the motions. Mm. But you know the materials is so soft, and they are gonna undergo large deformation. So to de- to deform large deformation, it takes time, mm-hmm. right? So so here we combine the structure, so bistable structure. So the benefit of this bistable structure is step through is so quick so so that means they can bend up and down actually it can happens in less than uh, 30 milliseconds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so so that it dramatically boost you know the, the speed you know dramatically boost the response and also the speed okay I, I think that's very interesting and i have a lot of question here maybe the first one before we go into limitation and the challenges as mm-hmm. well how you get an inspiration for okay when you start this kind of soft robotics project we want to make certain motion and that's what you really uh, focus on motion or crawling how you get the idea to spin inspired by Sheeta? why did how does this come to you and because it's maybe um it's first example to be uh, replicated in soft robotics so how you get this inspiration firstly for design so yeah this yeah this is a good question actually so the um, so the the galloping soft robots right the cheetah like soft robot is not our first soft robot in our lab mm. so our first robot built in my lab is 
is we call it is uh, we call it is a soft climbing robot. So it's amphibious, amphibious soft mm -hmm. climbing robot. So the ro soft robots they can climb on ground, you know, vertically and also underwater. So we have developed a, a switchable adhesion adhesion actuators. So in that case, so it's not like a, it's, it's similar like a sucker, but the but the sucker is uh, pumping the air in, right? It's pumping the air out to do the vacuum suction. But we do the opposite way. We pump the air, we pump the air in, and then mm -hmm. so that means, so that means actually the the suckers can can work, you know, underwater and also on ground. So, um, you know, from that, that's the that's that's the thing actually. That's the thing. You know, uh, that's the thing we're doing. Okay. So the idea there is. So okay, now we have designed some robots where you can climb, but we want them to climb very fast. So like, um, you know, uh, I I will see uh, in that case, right? So I think okay, so how can we come up with some uh, fast, you know, fast robots, fast moving uh, soft robot? Um, so the the idea here is we, we we go back to check all the you know soft robots right so those kind of uh, uh, locomotion locomotion mm. soft robots mobile soft robots but most of the majority of them that they, they cause a corona mm -hmm. so that means their body the soft body always not if not always right so always they're gonna remain contact with the with the with the you know the working surface. Mm -hmm. Very so then, okay, yeah. Now I think, okay, how? Because you know, have a large friction, right? So in that case, you're gonna be, you have waste a lot of energies to overcome the friction, mm. right? Well, I think about, okay, maybe that should be, a, that should be a good way, right? So then, we we turn to the, you know, you know, some insect actually can jump, right? They can, for example, they can arc, right? They can bend in their soft body, and then to store energy, and then they can release, and then to jump. You know, jump high and then to to other you know to other positions or locations. Mm. So, but but in that case, right? You know, to us, it's like okay, we should continuous, not just jump once, right? So, and then then you know, all of a sudden, okay, now we see, okay, now we want to build, we want to build the maybe the fastest soft robots, and then we we're gonna take a look at the the you know, the, the cheetahs, right? Because you know, that's actually, that's ideas come from my son because my son is watching, so he was uh, wow. watching like uh, videos, right? So mm. he told me that uh, while, while watching cheetahs, cheetahs is the fastest man mm. animals, he told me, and then also, you know, explains, uh, he, he explained to me because the cheetah, they have a flexor spine. I said, oh, spine's flexible? I thought, you know, the spine, right? We thought spine is not flexible, really. But the mm. but the spine of the china is uh, so flexible, and then and then I went back to check the videos, and then you see oh, when they're doing the gallopings, right? So the gallopings, mm. so the, they have flexion and also extension of the spine. It's really like like bend up and then bend down, because when they when they bend up, right? So they flex, they can maximally extend their stride length, the body length. And then when they curl curl down, right? And then to store energy and release. So now oh I say, okay, so maybe I can I can add a spine to soft robots. But before, I, I don't see any soft robots that have a spine. Yeah. But now okay, now we have the ideas of adding a spine to soft robots. 
but the, the thing here is right so the, the spine should be flexible so in the beginning we'll try like a soft you know, soft uh, like soft right so like um, i would say it's not it's a, i just add a thin layer of a plastic right and then you say okay you can you can flexible right but uh but thing here is um you cannot uh, you know you cannot store energy because for the spine the cheetahs they have a very strong you know there's a massive skeleton right so attached to the spine they have the muscles mm. the muscles can the muscles you know they can they can pull right pull the spine and to make it bend up and down and then in that case so okay now we can we can use a spring to to be analog to muscles in that case right so i can i can pull i can you know i can pull i can release so then we well we, we just uh, eventually we come up with the ideas mm-hmm. so so muscles and spring right and then so the two linked uh two linked uh uh the, the two ridge uh, how i said two hinge right two hinge links as a spine flexible spine uh, in between we have the springs that's wonderful and very exciting to listen to that. I'm curious to ask you on this point because maybe many students listen to us or maybe eldest is researcher as well. When you come to the idea, your son t- tell you this inspiration and you got this idea, oh, I can do that. That's very interesting. But in between, now we have, we see the video, very interesting movement and just really outstanding. Did you have uh, maybe uh, like a failure to replicate what you intended to do and what lesson you learned before coming to the final stage that you did something can mimic what you're looking for the failure between what what you learn from oh okay so you know for this project right so for for the cheetah i think the the before right so before we come up with the bicycle one so Mm -hmm. We have the spring actually. We, we in the beginning, right? So we have the spring, but we uh, somehow, you know, we don't apply. Uh, we just put a little bit, of, you know, pretension to the spring, right? So, but in that case, actually, it does not. It cannot actuate the bi-stability to mm. occur. So, so that's kind of feeling. Actually, we have. Um, it took us took us a while. Like uh, we, we think maybe right. We just had a. Uh, we just maybe just add a little bit and then we can we can use the new magic attrition to drive that right so but but later it actually ha- it shows it doesn't work mm. so so later we develop a model so we develop a model to see okay so when the bias stability can occur in terms of the the energy because you know bias stability is more like a competition you know between bending and the stretching right so yeah. the the bending is you know, the bending is the software bending actuator, right? So stretching is the spring. That's the stretching, extension, or compression. Uh, later, we we develop model. You know, finally we can we can we come up with a phase diagram and then to see okay, on um, which areas you know we can have that. We can we mm. can we can enable the bi-stability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I want to say that's a that's that's one example. You know, for failure. And then the other example I will see is, you know, when we are when we are doing the we're developing our first soft robots, right? So the climbing soft robot. Mm. So because you know that's the suction, right? Think about suction. So it's a climbing on windows or on walls, right? So that means uh the two 
suction, the, the, the two adhesion actuator, the suctions, right? They always contact with the surface. So think about in front of your, so think about in front, in front of the, you know, the, the paths, right? So you have an obstacle. So you want to cross that. So what, what should we do? Mm. So now we, we come up with idea of maybe, okay, I, I can do flip. So that means I just flip, you know, I can, I can bend like a 180 degree flip and then to, you know, just to, 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 to avoid the, the obstacle, uh, the obstacles. Yeah. So that's, um, um, I, I will see, I will see, you know, the, that's, that's kind of, uh, this idea is good, right? But I will see so far, even now we haven't realized the 180 degree rotations. And then the, the challenge, the fin we have a lot of finish because the challenge here is, so the head and the tail, right? So the head and tail, they are, mm. they are two suckers. Yeah. So you should, should, you should make them perfectly contact when it's flipped. So that's that's really it's, it's I want to say it's very challenging. And also, if you think about the, the climbing, right? It's not it's not only like a climb like vertical or vertical wall, right? So how about a climb on the ceilings, right? So so they are the, the ceilings. You know, when you are climbing the ceilings, they have the gravity. Mm. That's 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 also one of the challenges. But still, we're working on that. Yeah, it's very interesting. To be honest, it's very interesting. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm curious to ask you about limitation. What limitation in this generation of uh, fastest robot you have? Okay, yeah, that's good. So you will see, right? So um, we, I will say we didn't do it. We, we just introduced a new mechanism, the mm. bias stabilities into the conventional soft robots, right? So you will see the soft robots itself is a, it's a first generation is, is uh, actuated by pneumatic actually it's pneumatic air right so that means you have a, you have a microcontroller outside right so you have a micro uh, you have a, a micro pump so everything you know everything is outside so that means everything is tenored you have the tubes um so the limitation here is so uh because think about right so these these kind of tubes actually they are slowing down the speed of the of our you know galloping soft robots because they are when they galloping when they just they just drag the, the troops so the limitation here I, I will see right so if we can make make it become autonomous or become untethered so the speed can be I will say can be further improved definitely so that's that's one of uh, that's one of I will see that's one of the big you know limitations but uh, but I will see if we scale up. The, mm. the size, right? So now the, the the demo, the prototype is only seven centimeter long, mm. right? So if we can scale up to animal size, for example, like cheetah or even human 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 size, right? A meter scale. So in that case, I will see they can carry the power. You know, they can carry everything. You know, with them, and in that case, definitely it will be possible to realize the untethered and also autonomous. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I'm curious to ask you also about the shape of the body. Uh, do you think it's contribute also um, in increasing the performance of the velocity? Why you select a certain shape of the body, cylinder shape? Is it purpose or yeah? Um, yeah, the the you mean the the shape of the soft body there? Yeah. 
the ship. Oh, uh, yeah. This, um, yeah, this is, um, I'll say like, uh, is, um, because if, if you take a look at the cheetahs, right? So the, the shape of the, the cheetah bodies, mm. it's, um, yeah, it's, it's very, it's kind of like a similar, right? But they, they do not bend so much. Mm. But, you know, for hours, for our, you know, prototype, it's been, uh, it's been a lot. Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, the thing here is, right? So definitely we haven't considered any, any like uh, aerodynamics effect, right? Because, yeah. you know, for that, if you want to consider any aerodynamic effect, that means you, you, you are moving really fast. Because if you take a look, uh, if you take a look at speed here, right? So in terms of the relative speed, right? So the software that we, de we develop is only like a close to three uh, body lengths per second. But the real cheetah is 16. So it's five times faster than ours. So that's a, that means that's still a long way to go. You know, our, our ultimate goal is we we really want to beat the cheetah in terms of not in terms of absolute speed, but in terms of relative speed. Yeah. Body per second. Yeah, interesting. So I'm curious to ask you again, what are the most misconceptions? you have witnessed since 2013, you enter the field, maybe after one year, you become to something about a field, maybe misconception and concerning to you, um, if you have any. Mm. So you mean the misconception about software robots? Yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, in the beginning, right, so I thought, when I, when I entered in this area, I thought, okay, soft robots made of soft materials, right? Mm. So I thought, okay, so that means, uh, so all, all the soft, all the soft materials they can maybe contribute to soft robot. But later I realized actually the, I mean, it, I would say it could be flexible. Uh, it could be flexible structures because as long as, you know, it's easy to deform, not only in terms of materials itself, it's not only the, the soft materials, the, the softness of the materials, but also in terms of the components of the structures. So for example, you can use cable, you can use a truss, right? You can use cable and then collect a truss, and then you can drive the, you can pull the cable and then the truss, right? And then to to make them deform, right? So yeah. I will see that recently there's, a, there's some research interest in, uh, in the, uh, there's a, you know, I, I forgot the word is um, uh, it's called a tesla scan. It collect with uh, with twice and also uh, with the um, uh, with, with uh, I want to see uh, with uh, cables. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they can you know you can drive the deformation of the structures and then you can move forward, you can move backward, or even you can jump up. Yeah. 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 So yeah, obviously that's that's kind of one of the thing I realize. Mm -hmm. But do you agree that we must have a fully, of course, depend on application. But what is your thoughts about having fully soft robotics, just in sensing and actuation without having rigid parts? Do you think it is visible to have fully soft robotics and functional in this in a good way? There was a force. Yeah. Yeah. I. I will see, right? So, um, so my philosophy is, um, I will say, you know, 
definitely, right? Rigid robots have their benefit, right? So they can launch force, you know, precision, precision in controlling deformation. So mm -hmm. soft robots is a uh, safety, right? So it's a uh, active interaction with human environment, right? So I want to see for the future. I want to see um, maybe um, the fully soft robots definitely have their own benefit, right? So that, so especially for those kind of uh, search and secure, right? Search, mm -hmm. search and secure. Uh, if you go inside into a constrained space, right, and then you can, you can, you can, you can deform themselves, right. So the software robots can deform themselves, they crawl themselves, and they go inside, and then to, to, to complete the task, and then come back, and then return to our original shape, whatever, right. So because mm -hmm. that's a thing. So, but, but right, like I said, they do have some limitations, right. So they have a benefit, but also they sacrificing, sacrificing some. Benefit in the in terms of force and in terms of force and the speed, right? So I see the maybe it's a, we have a combine, right? We just combine mm -hmm. them together, so we call it maybe hybrid. Mm -hmm. So for example, like our human, our humans, right? So humans, I I I always see humans as itself is like a soft robots because they have a bone inside, but the bone is connecting with joints, so it's a pretty flexible. But they have, you know, everything, right? So it's uh, tissues. You have skin. You have muscles, all connected together. But inside, they have, they do have supports. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I want to see, you know, the that's that's good thing, right? So also, you can talk when I talk about soft robots. We talk about humans, right? So for example, the the hands, right? So you have so many sensors. So you have a temperature sensor, right? You have a you have the physical touch sensor, all these kind of stuff. So this, this will be, I think, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, research group that they are doing, okay, they are attaching sensors, you know, integrating sensor to soft robots. But in that case, right, because soft robots now is a, they undergo large deformation. So that means the sensor itself should be flexible because they can accommodate large deformation, right? Otherwise, it will be, you may not, you know, uh, you may not do that job in the sensing. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. very interesting. And I'm, I'm curious to ask you this question. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you think we fully understand the physics behind a smart material? In other way, because when we des design of robotics, we have trial and error to try new materials. But it sounds, I don't know if you can correct me, there's no a specific recipe how we can select the material. Maybe because we don't have an accurate model that can give us the right answer for um, for that, and that's why I'm asking you this question. Yeah, these are good questions, right? So you will see for now, right? So the mm. the library of uh, materials for soft robots, right? So basically, there are three types of materials, right? So one of one one type is what you you just mentioned, right? Smart materials. Right, so this could be electro, uh, electro, uh, electro materials, right? So uh, and also could it be you know the traditional like uh, elastomers, right? Mm. And also like uh, stimuli responsive materials, they can respond to electrical field temperature, and also you know even the magnetic, you know all these kind of uh, you know remote uh, actuations, right? So. But the, the thing here is right. So fundamentally, this is really this is really important uh, things. Fundamentally, we should understand how the smart materials behave, you know, and 
external actuations. Mm. So, so that's uh, you know in mechanics, why we call it this is uh, this is called we call it is a constitutive uh, materials law or a constitutive modeling of the materials. So that means so you when you whenever you have an input, right? So the input could be electrical, magnetic, or temperature, and then you have an output. Output is your you know is how it deforms, right? So the connection between input and output, that's what we call it constitutive laws. So I will see, right? So this part is um, is pretty much is um, uh, it's missing, actually. I will say it's missing because especially when you connect these smart materials with the uh, robotics functions, right? So they may did some, you know, um, uh, modeling before, right? So you, you just think, okay, they just do the, for example, the deformation, uh, right, unixal tension or bending, right? But uh, when we correlate the deformation or material response with the robotics uh, uh, functions, mm. so that's, that I would say there's a gap. Yeah. yeah I would say this is, I would say these, these are very important questions yeah, to answer. Yeah, yeah. So if I ask you to which level do you think uh, from your perspective recently the currents of robotics are intelligent? Uh, how you call it intelligent? When you call soft robot is intelligent? Um, yeah, good questions. So my understanding, right? So mm. intelligence, when you combine intelligence with soft robot, with robot, right? So that means uh, that only relate to your last questions, right? So that means adaptivity. To me, it's like adaptivity. So adaptive means, so the soft robots, they can adapt you to external environment, either be external, you know, the temperatures or to the external environment in terms of the, for example, if we are developing a mobile robot, soft robots or robots, right? So when it's working, right? So in front of, in front of the soft robots, right? So the you will see, you know, maybe you have bumps, right? Maybe you have uh, some, you know, you, you have a you have a wall in front of that, right? So that's a, that that's something, you know, they can sense the environmental areas and then they can respond to that by itself without with 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 without I will see with less or without human inter you know interruptions. Mm-hmm. That's that's I think that's the part I call it intelligence. Yeah. They, can, they can make a decision how to go. Yeah. So um, I would like to go to the point about um, since soft robotics interdisciplinary, we witness there's a challenge in speaking different language. When we work in project, we have control expert, or maybe material science and electric engineering. And it sounds a little bit, there's a gap happening in the project. And maybe there's misunderstanding or maybe not ability to cope with what is the desired goal for the material or control? Do you think there's a challenge from your experience or not? Yeah, I want to see. Yeah, I want to see this. This is a challenge. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. It's a challenge. So like, like what I said, right? So soft robots is a interdisciplinary area, right? So it's attract a lot of research interest from chemistry, mechanical engineering, material science engineering, right? you know, and also biologies, right? And that's a lot of, you know, diverse background. So 
to to be you know to build a real soft robots right so you sh you know it's basically we're gonna integrate right so the control mechanics design and also sensors everything image processing and also even the uh even the artificial intelligence the computer computer science right so all together so but the thing here is uh for example for my case right so uh, for the software we developed so far in my in my lab, we uh, we we you know we we everyone is doing the you know the we call it the safe zone, right? To me, the safe zone is okay. I'm familiar with structures. I'm familiar with deformation. I'm familiar with actuation. This kind of stuff. Okay, I just work on my areas. But actually, like I said, right? So software was actually you should uh, you know combine everyone, everyone expertise together. So, so that means, you know, we, we need to reach out to diverse, you know, background, I mean, to, you know, to do a, to do a better job. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the uh, last two years, right, in the last two years, so the National Science Foundation US, so they have, a, they have a AFRI, they call it Emerging Frontier uh, Science uh, uh, Engineer, like, like that. Mm -hmm. So they have AFRI call, they have call, for soft robots for twice. So that means that's definitely that means that a lot of research, you know, researchers, you know, there's a large demanding for soft robots. So one theme, one theme of that is they require for the interdisciplinary teams, right? So then you can come up with a you know a better team, you know, to 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 you know, to address the challenges mm -hmm. in soft robot. Yeah. I will I will see um yeah, I, I, I want to see. It's um, it's it's really it's it's a really challenging. So, but the, the good thing, right? So you have seen that. So these kind of proposals, they have pull a lot of teams together, right? So with different background, and then, but I I believe you know maybe after them two or three years, we 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 will see a lot of uh, new robots. You know, it's more comprehensive and also in, integrated with a lot of. Uh, advanced technologies right and i we, we, i was i i i i was i believe that they, they cannot come up mm -hmm. yeah i'm curious to ask you uh what do you think the most challenging problems that could face soft robotics in the long run something is still challenging in the field in general do you think and maybe in the coming years as well yeah um yeah, I I was see right. So, um, I think a one bottleneck is uh, manufacturing. Mm. So you can you know you can design a lot of soft robots, right? You can design also, but the thing here is, how can you just directly directly print out your mm. soft robot? You know, you know the the printer, right? So first you should build a printer. The other thing is the materials, right? So that means. We can have our own materials because the software robots, right? You can have a hydrogel, you can have a, you know silicon rubber, you can have a, a liquid crystal elastomers. You also you can have ionic you know, these kind of materials, right? Mm. So all these materials. So the thing here is, can you build a you know versatile three D printer, right? They can directly. I have, for example, I have a design, right? I have all these things, you know, have the design that, and then okay, I just put it. Like 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 the commercial soft robots, right? I just directly print out my soft robot. Yeah. And then so now now right, you're gonna be 
pretty efficient, right? So also, you know, we can we can do a lot of things, you know, to in terms of the integration with other function functionality there, right? So I think that's one of the challenges. So so far, I didn't see any. Uh, I didn't see any like three uh, D printers. You know, they can you know, just directly print out the print out the the soft robots, the whole soft robots, the soft robots. I yeah. think so. That's yeah. yeah, especially for those kind of complex shapes. Mm. I think yeah. that's that's very important point. I think that's something I think um, in the community we have to focus on uh, to find solution for uh, fabrication and manufacturing as well. That's a very important yeah. point. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yes. I think, uh, yeah, the, the, the other thing, right? So I, I would say the other thing is, um, um, so really we, you know, we, we see a lot of applications in terms of rigid robots, right? Mm. So you see the rigid robots, for example, like a crane, right? Mm. So they're lifting heavy objects, right? And they're facing the objects. But I think of a soft robots actually we are facing the humans. Maybe you know mm. it's better you know to face the humans. So in that case, we can, for example, we can scale down the soft robots. We didn't see the too many, uh, too many like uh, uh, products on market. You know, in terms of soft robots, right? So so far, you you, you know think about in your daily life. Did you did you see any like uh, soft robots? You know, in your in your daily robot, mm. really mm. very few or no, yeah. right? So I think one of the uh, one of the the challenge, uh, the opportunities, great opportunity for soft robots is they may be intact with humans. So in that case, because of safety, right? So so that means uh, it will be better, you know, have medical areas, right? For example, uh, so rehabilitations, right? So they have, uh, for example, they have developed a soft access suit, right, to help them. Mm -hmm to change, to, to adjust their gestures, right, to working, right? And then the other thing is uh, when it becomes smaller, right, they can go inside our human bodies. So in that case, for example, they can carry some medicines, right, go inside, right, and then can release, right? Maybe later they can just, uh, you know, the, the material itself is uh, just, uh, how do you say, eligible, right? And that means they can they can just dissolve in, in our bodies. And then that 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 be that be great, right? Mm -hmm. So also they can use as a surgical robots, right? Surgical robots they can help you know the doctors to do everything. I think uh, that's a part of, you know for the uh, health for the human health. That's a part I think uh, soft robots can definitely contribute. Very interesting enough. I would like to ask this question. Yes. When we start the project, for example, four years, five years, and you have a grant for this project. First question, how we can ensure that developed soft robotics will be beneficial to humanity as a well? whole? Is this question can be answered easily in the beginning by having a clear vision? I know there's intrinsic uncertainty, of course, in the research, but how we can make sure this could happen and having something beneficial at the end of that project? Yeah, this is, um, yeah, these are good questions. So. So I will say, right, to be honest, I will see, um, actually, we don't know the answer. Mm. So because, you know, when we're writing proposal, right, so we, we just have some, we sometimes we don't have any preliminary data. Mm. So we, we just, okay, we just say, okay, maybe we can apply this principle to design this, design that, and then we hopefully we can achieve that, right? So, so that means, uh, um, 
Uh, that means so basically that's our hope. So we we, we could you know we could de develop something, right? So that that's but but the thing that the interesting thing here is you know sometimes you know by accident you come up with a you know, byproduct. Mm. So sometimes the byproduct can take over the whole product the whole project because it, it can give you more exciting you know things so so that's the part i like the research because research is you are doing research on exploring something unknown or if you already know the results right you already know the outcome so you're gonna exactly. be it's not another motivating <laughs> so yeah but but definitely you have a guideline there yeah yeah and if i ask you um mostly where innovation comes from in your research and how we keep you innovated and also uh, I'm asking this question maybe because I, I can see from your story there is passion and excitement and that's very interesting inspiration and you want to do something you're passionate about and and yeah. that's why I'm asking you because sometimes honestly speaking we have to do research or get grant and we know there is a pressure of course in this uh, yeah. to keep going that's true but how you can make this combination because it's clearly have this passion and at the same time productivity for a good research is this came to innovation or how you manage to do that yeah this is a yeah <laughs> um so i totally agree with you right I agree with you so passion is really important for research but i think the most important thing is uh, curiosity mm. So, so that means always we are curious about why, so, you know, why it happens, how, how we can make it happen, mm. you know, for science, right? So for science, they explain why, why it happens actually, but for, for engineering, they, they explain, they explore how it works. So, so that means, um, keeping, um, so we're always, you know, keeping curiosities, right? That's one thing. So the other thing is, you know, in terms of my experience, I, I, I'm a very open, you know, I'm, I'm open to any interesting questions, no matter it's soft robots or other areas, you know, mm. as long as it's very, you know, it can, 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 how to say like, uh, you know, to attract my curiosity and then to, you know, attract my interest. And then I can I can do that. Mm -hmm. So definitely, right? One thing is right. So I, I, I want based on my 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 trainings, right? My scientific training and also my background in mechanics. So you will see actually, mechanics. I will see the sound mechanics or mechanics material structure is a. It seems that actually it can apply to any everywhere. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so that's the that's the thing right so just working on the problems or proposals you have you have interest you have passion and also keeping the curiosities mm -hmm. yeah so i'm curious to ask you we're closing to the end of that so if you have a few questions the first one what's your upcoming plans or maybe other generation from your soft robot faster soft robot and it was your team is this upcoming plans or thoughts you would like to share with us for your next projects yeah, so the, yeah, we actually are still continuing working on the fast you know, galloping soft robots. Uh, so the next step we're, we're doing here is like, 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 I, like I said before, right? So our ultimate goal is to beat Cheetah. Mm. This is a very ambitious goal, right? So, um, so our, 
So the thing here is that we think so the bi-stable mechanism may work, you know, they, they can work on multi-scale. So that means they can work on large scale, they can work on the uh, small scale, right? So now we are working on to we are working on the miniature, miniature, that mm. means a small scale soft robots. So they have the they have the size of insect size or even micron size. So in that case, we we believe we 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 believe or we, we think mm. this bicycle maximum maybe work better. You know, they can largely improve the speed. You know, in terms of bodiness per second, you know, relative speed, and then eventually we can we're gonna beat Jesus cheetahs. So so you know, think about now, right? So we are only utilize the spine is unknown using mm. spine but for cheetahs right they have the four feet so the feet they have uh, they also have muscles right so then they can they can store energy and then they can have them to jump so so in that in that case maybe we can also you know integrate we can also do that bicycle you know in terms of next because so far for the first generation right so we're focused on the spine right so the next generation we're gonna we're gonna shrink their size right and then we're gonna we're gonna apply the bicycle, you know, not only to the spine, but also in, in terms of the legs. And then the, the second, the third thing is we're going to do autonomous. Mm -hmm. And do you yeah. think, it, it, uh, that's interesting, but I would like to ask at this point, do you think maybe artificial intelligence, for example, generative models can suggest a new design for the fastest robot? Do you think about this area can help in designing or come up with new ideas for fastest of robot generation do you think about yeah. that yeah yeah this yeah i was right so recent years so the artificial intelligence right machine learning yeah are very hot yeah areas right so i think it definitely can help so the thing here is right so the bi-stable structures we're using here is just one single structures it's very simple right mm. but you know that's a you know the engineering, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of bicycle, even multi-stable structures. You know, that means right. So we're gonna, so we're gonna have a design principle, and then we can we can rely on the machine learning, you know, to explore a lot of these structures, right? So these kind of structures, and then we're gonna integrate with uh, with these actuations, and then we can see, you know, that means actually in terms of energy barrier or in terms of energy how much energy barrier they can we can generate and also how much energy they can store and then in terms of that and then we <clears throat> we come to design the criteria to guarantee a fast speed i will say yeah definitely you will yeah you will definitely will help mm -hmm. yeah we are we are also you know think about uh, how we can you know utilize this uh, machine learning things right into the soft robot yeah right right so uh, we are closing to the end and I would like to ask you firstly um, do you have any robots at your home just this question uh, so I I for the real robots I don't have right but uh, mm. I have uh, I have uh, a lot of uh, prototypes you know soft robots because my my, my kids now mm. they like to play the, these soft robots because you know for for these soft robots right only you need is just a you know syringe you know definitely don't have a controller to do that right but at home right so my 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 kids they are 
they are putting themselves for the for the you know galloping soft robots. Mm. They just pump the air inside and wow. then to, to see how they can jump. Okay, and what's the impression? <laughs> what is the impression? Because most of kids think it's a toy. What they yeah, think? Yeah, it's about... a toy. Okay. Uh, they are very excited actually. So um, you know, um, I think um, last year or two years ago, yeah. I I volunteered to give. Uh, uh, give give uh, lectures uh, about soft robots mm. in my in my son's uh, school. In my son's class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. school. Yeah, uh, it's a class. It's a K. I want to say is uh, now is a K K three. Mm. K three. Yes. Yeah. So just the, the, I because I bring the prototype right. So the soft robots, the climbing soft robots, they are so soft, right? And they just uh, I bring a lot. I bring a lot of uh, syringes. And they just uh, pump the air to see how it deforms and how they feel soft and then how, how they're gonna I also have videos you know to show them and then to a little bit background about software yeah so the kids are very excited wow very, yeah, very excited yeah I, I feel very I feel very very good <laughs> <laughs> that's very impressive okay that's very interesting yeah. um I, I wish to ask this question but I um I don't know if you can say it what is the most important qualities for the researcher? Because maybe we are sometimes in research field ego-driven a little bit when it comes to mm -hmm. new ideas. Um, how do you think about that um, for um, when you have a new idea and you have to convince others about your ideas? Because it may be challenging a little bit. So I, I will see, right? So. For example, we have very we have new ideas, right? Exciting ideas. Actually, I'm working on, on the areas. But the, the thing here is, everyone's thinking is limited. So, mm. so even though, right? So you you know very well about the project you're working on, but you do need to you do need a feedback actually from outside. So when, for example, you know for the for the uh, climbing robots, right? So we have developed our first robot climbing robots. So I we, we didn't get published, but I I still you know work you know to talk to my friends and talk to people and to explain what I'm doing right. So later they say oh, so your robot they can they can you know they can climb underground the on, on ground right also underwater. Oh that's that's amphibious. Said, oh yes that's amphibious. <laughs> and then yeah. and then right so later I just add this you know add this word this keyword actually in, in the title of my my robot. I would say for me, right? So I, I would see, um, I'm, you know, I'm open, you know, to talk to people with my, my new ideas. Mm. But sometimes, right, I also heard some guys they say, okay, some researchers say, okay, so because we talk to them, and then maybe you have, maybe you have, sometimes you have competitors, right? Yeah. So they, okay, they, they say, oh wow, you get, did that. Oh, family, okay, I have an idea, and then they, they just. Uh, inspired by your ideas and then they can do that you know they, 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 they maybe publish soon mm. right but uh, but i think overall i will see overall is um it's good you know to talk to people you know to uh, communicate with people you know even before you publish anything yeah because, because that's a i will say there's a positive feedback yeah because they will keep your eyes open keep your mind open and then finally it can improve the quality of your research mm. yeah. yes that's great yeah so if i ask you which book inspired you you have ever read when i was a graduate right so i i read a book is a uh, it's a uh, the name it the name of this book is on growth and the form so mm. this book is written by a scottish 
mathematical bi biologist. So this actually is a, from the title you can know, right? It's about a shape, about growth, right? So it's covered many topics, you know, explaining the beautiful shape, you know, observing in nature, for example, in the plants and the animals. So the most important thing I know for me is inspire me is, so his viewpoint, right? So he, he trying to, he's trying to correlate biological forms with mechanical design principles. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing actually just inspired me. For example, you know, for this, for all these uh, soft robots, I we do think, you know, underlying the soft robots, they do have a mechanical design principles to mm -hmm. get a design there. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And if I ask you what the was best advice was given to you, whether personally, professionally, and was life changing for you? Um, I think, uh, I think, uh, the, the most important thing is uh, you should have, uh, not should, right? So it's better you can cultivate yourself to have a strong passion mm. on your research. Because, you know, if you don't have the, so the passion, actually the passion comes from the interest, also comes from the curiosity driven. Yes. Yeah, that's powerful. And lastly, what the thing you wish for humanity uh, in the next 100 years? Oh, okay. Wow, that's a huge question, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I will see, right? So you see for the for now current situation, right? Yeah. So the COVID nineteen, the pandemic, I would say the um, healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So healthy to be healthy. I mean, I mean, healthy is is that's the most important things. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. When we are health, we are healthy, and then everything gonna come. Sure. That's powerful. And finally, do you have any final words for soft robotics community? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, now, right, so soft robots is uh, still in its early stage, right? So mm. compared to the, to the, you know, products, you know, you market those industry robots, those, uh, those robots, right? They do have a lot of, uh, uh, they have wide applications, but the soft robots, we, we, for now in the market, we don't see many applications or just a few, right? So we, I expect actually, we, you know, uh, the researchers and also industry partners, they work together, right? We can, uh, we can build this area to be much, you know, uh, more impact, you know, uh, to the, even, you know, to our daily life and also the whole world. Thanks so much. I really enjoyed the discussion. Thanks so much Thank for you. your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.